With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to another live edition of the Top Rope Report here on Facebook Live, Anchor, Google Podcast. This is the uh, illustrious Mr. Trivia from the Top Rope Report. And joining me every week as usual, my co-host, my tag team partner, my best friend, the best in the business, the Milkshire Greg. Greg, welcome. Not much. How's it going? All right. So, going to be a good show today. The Guardian of Chaos joining us. Big Daddy. Can't wait to see it. Can't wait to Can't wait to hear what Big Daddy's got to say. Like you said, he was on the show with us the last time and... It was one of our best shows we had, and unfortunately, it didn't record. Right. So, and with everything that we had going yesterday and did our trial run, they'll be able to call in to talk to you and be able to listen to Big Daddy. Yep. So, yeah, I got a chance to watch SmackDown uh, this morning. I thought it was an okay show. Yeah, it was a little disappointing. Yeah. Um, nothing, nothing, I mean... I mean, the Carmella Sasha Banks match was okay. Um, I I think I'm used to seeing Sasha Banks in excellent matches against Bailey. That it was, you know, a a letdown. I mean, Carmella's not horrible in the ring. She's not even bad in the ring. Right. She's not good. Right. You know, she's not good. Her her move selection is very limited. Yep. And now with all this thing going on with her being untouchable and everything and, you know, reiterating on what you said about her uh, in-ring skills, do you think they'll have her take the title off Sasha? No. No? No. Okay. I hope, I hope not either. And uh, I mean, I don't see the WWE doing that either the first match or, or whatever. I just don't see it happening. So... But, uh, yeah, I mean, I thought SmackDown was, yeah, so-so. The Roman Reigns thing was, you know, with Kevin Owens and the chairs and the ladder and the table and just building everything up to next Sunday. Yep. Yep. Beating him down in the back. Yep. You know, Roman talking camera and talking to Kevin Owens' wife and kids telling them not to let, you know, your husband do this. Don't let your dad do this because he's going to get hurt. Right. You know, he's he's becoming the top heel in the company. Mm-hmm. On either show, yep. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yep, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, so I um one one other thing I want to talk to you about that I didn't get a chance to because sometimes we talk about stuff we're gonna talk about on the show off camera. Um Sending Mark, sending um, Keith Lee and Otis back to the performance center. I mean, did that surprise you or? Um, 
yes and no. Um, Otis definitely not. Um, I mean, he is, you know, semi-entertaining in the ring. Um, Keith Lee, a little surprised. But those weren't the only two sent back to the Performance Center. Uh, Vince McMahon wants big men to work um, with each other because that way their matches aren't awkward and, and they're not only just power guys that you run into and they just stand there like a brick wall. Right. You know. Want to get and ha- want, <laughs> want to have some skill about them. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, I I, I can see that because you know, I mean, you just have any kind of some guy just standing there, you know, it's kind of boring after a while. Give the guy to get some moves in uh, in his repertoire. Right. No. Right. Um, that that Davo Cato guy also went back to the Herman Center. Okay. Almost the guy that's uh, AJ Styles big friend there he went back to the performance center so it's not just you know Otis and Keith Lee he sent you know pretty much every big man except Braun Strowman right um, back to the performance center well we haven't really seen we haven't even seen Dabakato on NXT so I would presume he's not even close to being ready Dio Madden got sent um I mean well Dabakato was in the Raw Underground, so he, he is not an NXT wrestler. He oh, okay. He is a Raw wrestler. Okay. I can only see it from the eyes down now. Oh, really? When you just readjusted your camera, yeah. Oh, good. My, uh, what you call it? My phone kept slipping down, so I kind of propped it up a little bit more. So, because I can see I you. I you had it. I thought you had a kickstand on your phone case. I do have a kickstand on my phone case, but it sits this way. It doesn't sit flat. It sits like on an angle. And I would have to turn the phone to the side. So. Yeah, but I'm just, uh, I I just thought that, uh, you know, there was just a few, a few things that, I really didn't like about SmackDown, you know, the Carmella thing. And, you know, I don't know the, what the deal is with the contract. And, yeah, I thought it was pretty funny how Sasha just, instead of signing, she stamps her name on the contract. And Right. But, uh, I mean, who was that guy like her assistant? Or, I have no oh. idea. It's the first time I've ever seen him. Yeah, me too. And, uh, yeah, so we got your, uh, I got your, um, your list for the um end of the year awards i got that i got your list for the end of the year awards i i went over some of the some of the categories which is going to be good let everybody know that that's going to be the 27th um hopefully. and yeah hopefully 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 right correct um also next uh well with next week being tables ladders and chairs last pay-per-view of the year I really hope that the WWE kind of, I really can't say pulls out all the stops, but makes it a lot more. I got to I gotta unplug this thing. Hold on. There we go. All right. Want to make sure that uh, it's going to be um, an, a good end of the year pay-per-view. I'd like to see a real, uh, 
a real big four type feel for this kind of pay-per-view at the end of the year. No, you won't. No, not at all. No? No. No, it's five days away from Christmas, first of all. Secondly, it's just it's just a regular pay-per-view. I mean, I mean, if you look at the matchups they have right now, um, I mean, Drew McIntyre versus AJ Styles in a TLC match. You have Roman Reigns against Kevin Owens in a TLC match. Then you have The Fiend versus Randy Orton in a singles match. Then, I mean, to me, the card just dips down from there. <laughs> um, I mean, Nia Jax and Chinabiza versus Asuka and Lana for the women's tag team championship. Sasha defending against Carmella for the SmackDown women's championship. And then you got the New Day um, taking on the Hurt Business for the Raw tag team championship. So, I mean, five of the six matches they have right now are all title matches. But I just... I, I don't know. I don't. I just. I don't think it's gonna get the same recognition or the same feel as a big four. Okay. You probably don't see yeah. it being much of a C pay per view grade, right? No, no. But I mean, I expect an A out of a big four. Yeah. I mean, I'm hoping for a B. I mean, I'm not expecting a C. I mean, I don't think it's a horrible card. I mean, Roman Reigns, Kevin Owens gets me excited. Um, realistically, New Day versus Hurt Business I've been putting on good matches, but it's, again, you know, I mean, I understand, you know, it's kind of a, I don't know, you want to say a uh, double-edged sword. Right. Um, bitch and complain that they don't build stories up and now i'm gonna bitch and complain because it's like all i see is new day her business <laughs> you know and, and, and it's just i don't know yeah i know i mean it's um it's gonna be you know like i said i i'm excited about seeing roman reigns and um kevin owens like you said uh i'm also pretty i'm also pretty interested in seeing Drew McIntyre, AJ Styles, because this is their first this is their first first meeting together, and I'd like I'd like to see how the two of them match up as far as you know. I mean, we know AJ Styles can wrestle, we know Drew McIntyre can wrestle, but I think AJ Styles might have that little that little bit of an edge. I'm not I'm not saying he's going to win the title, but I think as far as skill wise goes, he might have that little bit of an edge against McIntyre. So okay. I, mean, I just I think other than when you look at the matches, other than New Day Hurt Business, I just think it's right now the other five matches are very predictable. I'm not going to be surprised if we all agree on most of the matches. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised either because, you know, like you said, you know, listening to a lot of the things and a lot of the matches and uh, going over some of them. Yeah, I think quite a few. I think uh, 90% of them are pretty predictable. But but that's what makes things, you know, that's what makes our, our prediction shows interesting. You never know. We might take a predictable match and make it unpredictable. So uh, one, a couple other things I wanted to talk to you about. Um, 
Where do you think this Roman Reigns, now not talking about TLC, I mean down the road a ways, where do you think this Roman Reigns-Goldberg situation is going? I mean, they were talking about... Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm terrified that that's going to be the match at WrestleMania now. Because it didn't happen last year. Yeah. Um, Goldberg has a contract with WWE to wrestle in two matches a year. And from what I read, one of them is a guaranteed main event at one of the big four. Oh, okay. So unless, unless he's going to be in the Royal Rumble as his main event, I don't know if you consider the, the Royal Rumble match a main event match, but um, I just got a horrible, horrible feeling that we may get to see the Roman Reigns Goldberg match oh, this year WrestleMania. Okay. Yeah, I can. Uh... I can see where you're going with that one because that's not going to be an eye catcher to me at all. Not, not at all. Um, yeah. Also, I wanted to get your take on next week's match: Bianca Belair against Bailey. I heard that they signed. I heard that they uh, put that match together for next week. I think that should be a pretty interesting match. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's there's really no ramifications. No title man. No title ramifications for that. I mean, if you win, you win. It's not like if you win, you're automatic number one contender, right? No. Okay. Not, just not a, that I saw. Just a regular straight-up match. Yeah. Also, last night, I'm sorry, she hasn't wrestled in a while, but Billy Kay's a riot. I really, yeah, yeah, she I really think she's funny yeah. as hell. Yeah. But if you saw that, Match once when you did you did they show that match? Yes, yeah, I saw that one. Yep. Yeah, Natalia just looks horrible. Yeah. You know, if she's not in the ring with somebody that's better than her. Yep. I mean, no offense to Ruby Riot and Liv Morgan, but it's Ruby Riot and Liv Morgan. Right. Um, they were very sloppy matches, very slow. Maybe it's because they couldn't get into um any type of flow. Because it was a tag team match, and Natalia is not a tag team wrestler. Right. Um, but you know, she got ran into by Billy Kay, and there was it was like a, a two second delay before she fell off the apron. Uh, I just, yep. you know, very very piss poor. Yeah. Performing. Yeah, because it, it's just like they just looked like they were phoning it in. Right. You know, I mean, a lot of a lot of botches, a lot of mistakes. We, we, we've got to get another, you know, women's tag team, you know, out of, out of like some type of winning role. And then so they just threw two people together to come in against Ruby Riot and Liv Morgan. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. I, I totally agree with that. But, you know, I mean, the WWE is going to gonna basically – oh, another thing, too, that remind me. It almost slipped my mind. Um. They showed another thing last night, too. I wanted to get your take on it. The conversation that Paul Heyman had with Big E. I mean, I think he hit some pretty good points. Did you get a chance to see it? And what did you take out of that? Boy, that was, that was 
was on SmackDown last night. Well, it was on Talking Smack. I don't know if you saw oh, that. Yeah, I, oh. I, I mean, I saw, um, you know, a quote from it, but I didn't, I didn't watch Talking Smack at all. Okay, we just got a message from our our guest. He said he's going to be calling us in two minutes. Okay. So, and he asked if that was cool. I said yes, it was. So, uh, yeah, so we're going to, like I said, in two more minutes, we're going to be joined live on the line by the Guardian of Chaos, Big Daddy. Well, I'll tell you what stories that guy has got. The, the, the life he's led in the world of wrestling is just, is just amazing. And, uh, you know, he's been a good friend of ours, a good friend of the Top Rope Report for um, quite a while now. And looking forward to, to talking with him again and hearing what he has to say. It was, I was glad to speak to him on the phone last night. Oh, he goes, sounds good. Okay. So, um, yes, I, I, you know, spoke to him on the phone to go over all the stuff with, uh, for the call in today and re really looking forward to hearing from him. Cause we all know with this, uh, pandemic and the coronavirus and everything, it's been real difficult to go to go to any, uh, indie shows because they're not having any indie shows and if they are they're very limited in um in crowds and oh which um which reminded me speaking about limited crowds uh i just saw somebody had posted something yesterday that aew is doing crowds 15 percent they have been for a while oh, i don't watch aew so i i mean i i happen to see that's just wrestling news. I mean, you know, if you read about wrestling news, you would you would see that. I mean, I read that a while ago. I don't watch AEW either, but I, you know, I mean, they're having limited crowds. I didn't know it was exactly 15%, but they're having limited crowds. Okay. Yeah, so what did you think of SmackDown coming from Tropicana Field? I noticed the sound, too, by the way, yesterday. I mentioned I I read it on the on the page that you posted on our on our chat board. I did notice a little bit of difference in the sound as well. Uh -huh. And uh, and I, I mean I when you go when I went back and looked at it, you could tell um, that the TV screens went out further than in you know the Amway Center. Yep, um, weren't as compact as they were at the at the Amway Center. Right. Um, especially when they show the panoramic behind, you know, from the corner of the ring and then it goes all the way around behind the announcer's table. Um, you know, but it was, you know, the thing <laughs> I noticed big time was the sound. Yep. Yeah, I definitely uh I mean you can also notice the difference too. You don't have to sit there and say, gee, can I really hear it? I mean you did notice the difference. So, but yeah, just, uh, just, uh, having a, uh, I believe right now we are joined on the line live by our very special guest, the guardian of chaos, big daddy, big daddy. Are you there? Good morning, gentlemen. Uh, can you hear me? Uh, I can hear you. Great. Can you hear him? Well, he hasn't said anything yet. Uh, Big Daddy, I, I are you still there? Hear, yes, I, I'm here. I did hear the Nugster. Uh, uh, I want to know if you guys can hear me. How is the reception here from Chaos Corner? 
My reception here is fine. Greg, yours? Yeah, I can hear him. Yep, he can hear you. Oh, excellent, guys. Well, I, I greatly appreciate it. I just want to say good morning. Uh, it's been a long time. Uh, uh, I'm sorry to interrupt your opening monologue. I realize you guys have been streaming live here for about uh, 15 or 16 minutes, and I just want to thank you for having me here on the Top Rope Report. It's been a long, long time. So, Mr. Trivia, happy holidays, sir. I hope all is well. We talked pre-show, and it, and you sound fantastic. And and Nugster, to you personally, I've been thinking about you. You're in my prayers, brother. It's great to hear that you're on the right road and you're doing well in your road to uh, uh, healing and recovery. I've given you several shout-outs on my own personal uh, YouTube channel, so it's great to be back here with both you guys. And Nugster, God bless you, my friend. You are, uh, I admire you a lot. Thank you. Thank you very much. That's very, very heartfelt. I really appreciate it. Well, thank, uh, thank you. I said, uh, uh, go ahead, Trivia. I don't want to cut you off, my friend. Oh, no, I was going to say thank you for uh, also taking the time out to join us, Big Daddy. Well, now that we can get on to a little bit of comedy here for a second, considering, Mr. Trivia, let's look back at the uh, history of the top rope report with uh, the legend, Mr. Trivia, and, and, and the Nugster. This is what, my fourth or fifth attempt. I, I was kayfabed a couple of times. You do know that I am the guardian of chaos, Big Daddy, and I tell it like it is. Okay, so we, we had several reschedulings and postponements, and I told you that once I got you guys on air, I was going to call you out on it, but it is the holiday season. I am a forgiving man. So uh, with that being said, what episode is this? Because you guys are over 300 episodes your longevity is something that I respect inside uh, of the business of the world of pro wrestling. Thank you. Yes, this is episode number 313. Wow, 313 episodes. Now, I don't, I don't mean to interview you and the Nugster, but, and, and I'll start off with, with you, Mr. Trivia, uh, and then I'll go to the Nugster. Out of your 313 episodes, if you were to pick your top, and I know it's impossible, I'm just throwing it out there, it's, it's a, a Band-Aid question, your top three moments on the history of your 300-plus episodes of the Top Rope Report, and please do not include me and blow smoke up my ass, because I know it's not having me on here in all humbleness. It's a work, baby. I'm not, it's a joke. But it, we'll start off with trivia and then go to Nugster before we get on to whatever you guys want to talk about. Top three moments well, of your over 300 episodes. Alrighty. Well, I'd have to say my very favorite one um, would be our 100th episode uh, that we did a few years back where we got phone calls from Demolition, Tony Atlas, um, a few other dignitaries. Tugboat called us, and that was, that was a, a really special episode for, for us. Um, another one was, for me, which I thought was a, a really good episode was when the Nugster and I appeared at NHTV on um, the Squared Circle with Hollywood J. That was um, one of the, the good episodes. And episode number 300 was real good for me and special as well because we had Matt DeCourt, Dustin Waller, um, Barry Horowitz. We also had a phone call from Duke to Dumpster Drosy that day and um those were 
were real special times and real special moments. I'm just glad that I'm able to share 313 wrestling shows with my best friend, my tag team partner. Um, the man's the best in the business as far as I'm concerned in co-hosting. And I've told him many times before, I couldn't do the show without him. And Greg, it's just been an honor and a privilege and a pleasure to talk wrestling with you, not only on Sundays, but off the air as well. Wow. Uh, trivia. Those are, are three uh, standout episodes, and I'm going to jump back to those in a second, and I want to ask you some couple of questions about those top three memories uh, on top rope. So let's, let's, let's bounce over to your, to your tag team partner. Let's just call it like it is. Uh, let's go over and talk to Greg, a.k.a. the Nugster. Now, Nugster, and again, I know it's top rope report. I hate to put you guys on the spot here, episode 313, with yours truly, the guardian of chaos, Big Daddy. Uh, 2019 New England Pro Wrestling Hall of Famer, 2020 Paradise Alley Pro Wrestling Hall of Famer. But I'll say that to say this, Nugster, can I hear your top three, if you could pick it out like Trivia did in all 313 episodes that stand out in your mind? The first one that stands out to me is the live one that we did um, at the Tano's restaurant where I got the, to meet the uh, legendary Ox Baker um, and then also former WWF ring announcer Frank Krasnowski was also at that as we, we discussed um, the SummerSlam pay-per-view that was coming up and then I believe it was that same night we went to um, Hooters where we got to have the pleasure of doing the show um, with uh, Von Schmidt. So that was kind of a, a you know, just a, just an overall um, great day for me in the top world report. Um, the other second memory is kind of a, just a, you know, both my second and third are kind of a, a group of memories and being able to meet people that I, I, in this position, I probably wouldn't have got a chance to meet, um, whether it be through autograph signings or whether it be, you know, getting to personally meet and shake the hands of, you know, Paul Roma, Mario Mancini, or yourself, and like I said, some of the, you know, one of the most um, <laughs> conversations I ever had with somebody about wrestling was John Cena Sr. Um, just, just talking about, you know, wrestling, just everyday, everyday life. Um, those are opportunities that I've afforded to, um, that I wouldn't have been afforded to if not for the top world report. So that's kind of my, you know, second and third memories kind of compiled into one. Those are excellent memories, Nugster, and uh, there's a lot to be said for that. And I have said this many times in regards to my own career, which really started, and I'm gonna, I want to come back and I want to I break those down quickly because I'm interested in what you guys do just because of your longevity in the business, what you have contributed to the business. So bear with me for a moment and then I'll give it back to trivia and then yourself. And again, good morning to everyone on a nice Sunday conversation. I hope you're having your cup of coffee. Uh, uh, I hope the Lord has blessed everyone and uh, Merry Christmas and uh, stay strong out there. But back to what I was saying, even over my 35, 40 year career, I was first introduced into the business. My first TV memories are from 1970. 
and then my first live event in 72 at the new old New Haven Arena. And then, of course, meeting all – that's when I was, you know, a young boy and then into my teen years and then being able to meet the Tonga kid as I was a bouncer in all the clubs and a doorman here in the Northeast. I became very close with the Tonga kid and the Samoans. That's 1983, circa – put it myself into 1984 trying to get into the Quest facility and then you know my career traveling with WCW not even in the business yet but doing different training at different spots led me to where I am here now in 2020. That's why I ask these questions here to open up on top rope and kind of put the guys who on their own show the host of the show you know Trivia and Nugster put you guys on the spot about what you've done. So with that being said, I was a little long-winded. Uh, thank you for bearing with me because th that's what I want to relate it to, the memories, uh, the talent you've met, the people that have agreed to work with you and that you have worked with. Uh, uh, you know, that's the way I feel about it as my career in the business, and that's how I transitioned. So we'll tie that up with a little bow because Nugster really hit on a valid point. Now, Triv, I'm going to go back to your qu quick three. Episode number 100 you said was a very important episode to you now break down what stands out now that's a now what is the timeline we're here on the today's december 12th i believe if i'm not mistaken right december so no, december 13th december 13th my my well i'm a day late and a dollar short as usual uh december 13th what was the timeline in episode number 100 and and what was what made that episode so special I believe that was what, 2015, Greg? I think it was. You don't think so? 15, 16? I really don't have an exact date, but what made it special was there was a lot of breaking news. At that time, we were doing, we were broadcasting the show live from M and J Video Games in Wallingford, and we just got. Some tremendous phone calls. I mean, some phone calls I expected, some I didn't. I mean, I knew Tony Atlas was calling. I never knew Demolition was going to call. Um, Mar like I said, I forgot to mention, Mario had also called us. And it was just a thing where when I was start when we were starting the show, and it was like, wow, 100 episodes. I didn't, you know, when you look back at it, 100 is a pretty good number, but it's not really huge. But now you get to the 313th episode, and it's like, wow, maybe 313 more. You never know. Well, that's you never why know. I, that's what, well, of course, you never know. And you, you take it one episode at a time. And it's great to be a content creator and to be creative like you guys are and contribute to the business. Because we know the Northeast and New England area is a hotbed for pro wrestling and has been for decades. Absolutely. But that's why I have. That's why I had the idea last minute here and said, let me pick these guys' brains uh, about, you know, everyone knows my career and, and we can get on to that. We have a, you know, a short amount of time, but that's okay. So that's why I wanted to turn it around and put your guys out there for your fan base because of the fact of what you do and then being able to interact with all those different big name talent and stars trivia that you and Nugster dealt with on episode 100 and now look at here five years later going into six years later and you've done over 200 episodes since episode number 100 
and you said another thing that stood out to you is NHTV and Squared Circle. They've been around for a long time. I also have been to uh, locally to NHTV, a great studio, and uh, your memories of the studio days uh, trivia before we get on to the next uh, interview point in here. And I would love to hear a, a little 300th about uh, Matt DeCourt and Flash Waller and Horowitz. Uh, run it down before we hop back to your tag team partner. Oh yeah, the um that that was amazing. I mean, we we've always uh, prided ourselves on bringing some indie talent onto the show to get the indie wrestler name out there. Um, with Matt DeCourt, you know, Greg and I have always said it, and we've always told Matt, and we'll continue to say it. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, Matt DeCourt's the best ring announcer in the Northeast. Um, love having him on the show. Um, I got I got in touch with Duke the Dumpster through um, the professor Rick Del Santo, uh, and another great a great guy P P W Z. He speaks very highly of you guys. I've uh, I've interacted with uh, P W Z and the professor, and another guy. You bringing up local legends here that are contributors to the business, historians, podcasters, uh, people that are insiders, so to speak. Uh, you know, fans, what you guys do, whether it be the professor and other people that you've talked about, the squared circle, we'll throw in your old buddy there, uh, the Fogster, and what you guys have done, it really says a lot about what has gone on, even back to the days of when former WCW TNA star, Billy Kidman's cousin, Mikey Batts, had his own cable show here back in the Northeast years ago. So it just goes to show you what you guys have done, what you've been through, and your experience. And then you talk about, I just met Duke for the very first time last year when I was inducted into the New England Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame. And I went to Duke. Uh, he happened to sit in on my Hall of Fame speech at Fan Fest 7 for Joe Bruin up in Warwick, Rhode Island. I know you've been there before. Uh, what a great guy. If you ever listen to his podcast on Friday nights at 6 o'clock, he's on Twitch and on Facebook Live. It's called Road to Recovery, What Mike is Doing on Road to Recovery. Like I said, Facebook Live and Twitch every Friday night at 6 p.m. It's inspiring. It's motivation. He's saving lives. And his co-host, Avi Klein, is unbelievable. It's a Wrestling With Anything But podcast. And he's on seven days a week. Seven days a week. Yep. So, uh, I, so I, I can agree with you there. And I know that Barry Horowitz was just on with uh, the professor. And then, of course, you're talking about guys that I agree with, Matt DeCourt is perhaps one of the best ring announcers in the country, never mind the Northeast, in the country. Uh, he's as good as, as people that we've known for years, especially Frank Krasnowski. And Dustin Flashwaller, you guys know this. You guys have the eye. You guys might as well be scouts. Dustin Flashwaller is headed for one of the top five major organizations. It won't be long. As soon as he gets a little more seasoning, he will be there. Roma-trained, Mancini-brained. So I wanted to comment on that. And trivia, before we hop on to the Nugster, and we tag him in, we get Nugster in here, we got to tag in the Nugster. Your yep. thoughts on the different studio locations here in the Constitution State that you've been involved in, whether it be NHTV, CTV, uh, doing the live shows. Give me your experiences on that. Well, I was fortunate enough to do a TV show at um, – WPAA in Wallingford, uh, which back then it was the Top Rope, which later turned into Top Rope Report. Um, it was a good, uh, good atmosphere there. Um, 
uh, I was a fan. Was I was a fan. Yep. Thank you. Um, it was a good, good uh, atmosphere there. We were fortunate enough to have two big names walk through the studio doors. One we all know, good friend of ours, rest his soul, the legendary, fantastic Ox Baker. And the other yes, one, what a what a legend. What a legend. Yes, and and the other one was a wrestler who walked into the studio when I was living in Pennsylvania and Fogman happened to take over the reins of the top rope at the time. So unfortunately I was there to miss this episode was big van Vader. Um, John Kelleher happened wow. to bring him, he happened to bring him into the studio and he got a little upset and walked off the stage because the co-host of the show that night did not know who Antonio Inoki was. Because Vader had made well, a reference. <laughs> God, Big Daddy. Go ahead, Trip. Uh, Vader well, had made a reference to a match with Antonio Inoki, and the the co-host was like, "Who's he?" And Vader just got well, up and stormed off. To my point, to my point, if you're going to have a legend on, or a professional, or a talent, and you're going to be in this business, you guys know that you have to be prepared. And I apologize. Uh, here in Chaos Corner, you know that I'm 10, 12 feet below the surface of the earth, uh, okay, uh, underground level. So if, if we seem like we're cutting each other off or it's coming in and out, it's because the Wi-Fi and the connections, uh, I feel like I'm Joe Rogan uh, here in the bunker of Chaos Corner. But that, that's very valid points, T, and those, and, and those are great shows. I mean, uh, it's, it's nice to pick your brain about what you do and the service that you provide. So if you don't mind, and, and then I'll stand down, Captain, if, if, if you don't mind. Can I tag in your partner? Go right ahead. Nugster, uh, c come on back in here. And again, fans, I apologize of the top rope report. This is not Chaos Corner. I am not taking over the show. Uh, but this is something I've been interested in because I've been trying to get on this show for, for a couple of years, and, and I appreciate what these guys do. So, Nugster, I'm going to bring back your top moments and if if we could run that down before we get on to the task at hand. Uh, now, you talk about the live event. Do you remember what episode that was and uh, the restaurant? Uh, I remember, I believe I was invited that day to, to do a special appearance, but I could not make it. I remember you guys doing a couple of live, live events and then going to Hooters, and those are the days of uh, Joseph von Schmidt, the legendary German grappler, and, of course, my old buddy, former foe now ally and and of course inducted into the uh, new england pro wrestle hall of fame together another legendary announcer frank krasnowski so let's start off there and your thoughts of doing a live remote and the difficulties and the stars coming in and hanging out at hooters and where you were at that point uh with top rope report well that was our actual i believe that was our first ever um, at Hooters, I think that was our first ever broadcast on Talk Show. Um, before that, we just used a little tablet, um, recorded it on a tablet, and then posted the video to, to Facebook and to YouTube. Um, so that was a, that that night um, was our first ever broadcast. So it was episode number one. Um, and in both instances, I don't I don't think I was ever more nervous. Um, I mean, I was more nervous meeting, you know, Ox Baker um, than I was at, you know, at my wedding. Um, I, I, I'd known 
Frank Prisanowski, um years before that, um, he was a, a history teacher at the high school that I went to. Um, I never had the pleasure of having him as my teacher, but I did have his wife. Um, so just the relationship there was made a little easier when, when speaking with him. But it was just a matter of, of kind of, you know, you get that matter of being in awe that I'm actually here talking, you know, with, with these people that have big names, um, you know, Joseph Schmidt here in the Northeast with, with his training school at PWA, and then obviously, you know, Ox Baker, um, and just knowing everything that he had accomplished. And uh, the man put me into a headlock at one point. Um, and I've never, never had such a headache in such a quick amount of time in my life. Um, and it was just, you know, it was just great to, to start <laughs> off on, on the venture that, that we had this longevity at. Wow. See, those are great memories. So that's actually show number one. Now, Nugster, can I ask you, and trivia, maybe you could chime in because you, you, you are the, uh, the host. What year was that live event? Where, and again, the stories with Ox Baker. I had a chance to work with Ox over the years. He's a legend from this area. He contributed and gave so much back. And if you've ever seen him in Escape to New York and just – going back and look at his matches and, and then to be able to work with him and the knowledge he passed out to a lot of the people here in the local area, uh, you guys were blessed and, and, and fortunate on that, that's for sure. And then, of course, Frank Krasnowski and, and Nugster, I'll refer to uh, the area where Frank was a teacher in the high schools, held many, many events there. Many organizations from the NWA to Millennium uh, to Assault have all come through, those different promotions have all come through the the, the hotbed here of the New England area in the Constitution State, you know, we're in the shadows of Titan Towers, right down the road, 95 from, you know, from the WWE. So I can uh, agree with all the different things that, that you've been able to do. What year was that first show? I, I want to say it was close to 2013. I mean, it was, it was definitely a while ago. Um, trying to actually pull up the actual episode on YouTube as we're... Yeah, because Ox, Ox passed away what year? 15? 17? I can't remember. I believe I, well, trivia, that's because we all right now at this uh, point have the brain of a dehydrated BV, but I believe Ox passed away in 2015. 2015 I believe yeah. because I had... I, be, I believe, listen, don't quote me. You know what Bully Ray said to me 20 years ago, and this is factual. Uh, give the Guardian of Chaos seven spots, and uh, he'll screw up uh, uh, five of them. And I consider that a compliment coming from a WWE Hall of Famer. <laughs> absolutely. absolutely. Um, yeah, so Nuggie is, you know, like I said, one of the other things that is so um, – meaningful for me doing this podcast also is the research and the knowledge that Greg has <clears throat> and gets. I mean, there's been times where even Greg has said to me, Hey, Triv, I think Titan Towers is listening to us because a lot of times he's made predictions on this show on Sunday and Monday Night Raw, the prediction he makes comes true, happens. 
And he would call me, or well, he would send me a message and say, I think they're listening to us. <laughs> well, let's look so, back to the number for a second. Yeah. Cause you know, just a, not a prediction, just more of an observation of things to come. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it was 2014. There's no date on the video. Um, it, it just says six years ago. So it's got to be 2014 when we did the uh, that first episode. Okay, excellent. See now, uh, see trivia to your point about the research uh, uh, of the Nugster. I appreciate that, Greg. And and, and again, I'm, I'm going to wrap up this part of me interviewing you guys. Uh, and all you said, one of your uh, biggest memories. Now, and I, not and before I get onto that, I'll say that to say this. In 2014, I was supposed to be there. I wish I would have been there. Look at how far you guys have grown in your audience, and so that's that's impressive to say the least. But but Nug. You had said some of your biggest moments in careers were meeting the big stars, and you mentioned certain names and, and the people that you've been fortunate and blessed to be able to be able to pick their brain. In particular, because there's one guy that I have a connection to because I, I, I worked a couple of events as private uh, security and private bodyguard for John Cena himself back in 2004, and then now I have a connection with a guy that I used to do a podcast with a, a young man by called Matt Daddy, the the prodigy Matt Degnan who works up for Boston Wrestling and MWF with the legendary Dan Murata, who worked in the WWE front office, and John Cena Sr. is a regular on there. So, Nug, to my point, and I'm long-winded because that's what I do, your impressions on your conversation and, uh, with John Cena Sr. and then maybe some of the big names that stand out to you and gave you the best advice about this industry. Um, well, from him, from um, advice that I got from John Cena Sr. or just what I have in general? Well, for, for, in particular, because of the connection, because I watch them regularly on YouTube, and that's Boston Wrestling with the Emirata, and Cena Sr.'s on there all the time. In particular, your thoughts on the old man, so to speak, uh, Cena Sr., and then maybe some uh, a quick story or two about something that lasted and impacted you as advice from one of the big talent names that fans would recognize? Excuse me. And it just, it just, blew, I mean, cause any other guys that, that I've, that I've seen with autograph signings, I mean, more often than not, they're, they're there as, you know, Gangrel is there as Gangrel. Um, Larry Zabisco was there as Larry Zabisco. Um, I mean, even years ago when I had a, a little interaction with Bob Backlund, he was there as Bob Backlund. John Cena Sr., he wasn't talking to me like he was John Cena's dad um, or he was a wrestler. It, it was just like I pulled up a stool next to a guy at a bar and we were sharing a beer. You know, I mean, he did have his own, I believe it was his own root beer that, that he was selling there. Um, but it was just, it, it was just conversations, like as if it was just, like I said, you know, a, a guy that I just met at a bar and we were, we were sharing a drink and a, you know, a, a bowl of pretzels. Um, and that that's the one thing about him that I just, you know, really, really, you know, took to heart was the fact that, you know, He's just a regular guy and treated people like 
these regular guys. Yeah, he had stories of, of you know, um, some stories about his son and some other stories of his interactions, but it, it was more just everyday conversation that you would have. Um, and the, probably the best piece of advice um, uh, we got was from Larry Zabisco, or that I got was from Larry Zabisco, and he said, you know what, just always be you. You know, we, we asked him some questions, and, and I think he, his exact, I don't know if it was exact quote, but pretty close, should can correct me if I'm wrong, but he said it was one of the best questions he had ever been asked. Um, and he was like, that, that's, you know, you do what, what you do very well, so just, just keep at it. Don't, don't try to change um, the way you are because, you know, what you're doing is working. Wow, yep. excellent, excellent advice from, from Larry Zabisco. Uh, that's, that's, that's good advice, and that's well said, Nugster. And, and again, guys, I, I don't know how long we're in here. We're probably 40 minutes in from the beginning of your show. But I'm going to stand down now. I just wanted to be able to pick your guys' brain because I've done my research, and I know you wanted me to be a guest, but I wanted to put it out to the social media and to your platform and recognize Mr. Trivia and the Nugster for what you do over 300 episodes, and and this is my way of giving back in the holidays of your fans because no one wants to hear anything about the Guardian of Chaos. I'd rather listen to the Top Rope Report and listen uh, to your guys' story, which I find uh, the Nugster's background and Mr. Trivia, of course, I've known you for years, back to when you were broadcasting in in 13 different uh, 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 towns and cities in in, in the Constitution State, uh, the Nutmeg State, if you will. So. Thanks for indulging me, guys. I, I, I do appreciate it. So onto your agenda on your own show. <laughs> Thank you, Big Daddy. Uh, one question I've, I've been wanting to ask you when you when you first came on. Your um, your impressions of a gentleman that uh, WWE and the entertainment world uh, lost a couple days ago in not only Pat Patterson, but Tiny Lister as well. Um, I met Zeus when I went to the New England Fan Fest with uh, Mario in Rhode Island. Um, he didn't have a long career in the WWE, just a couple of matches, but uh, did you ever have any interaction with Tiny Lister? And if you did, what was it like? Uh, I, I did not ever have any interactions uh, with uh, Tiny Lister, but I am very well versed on who he is, what he's done in this business. And, he had a very what he has done in his career as an entertainer, an actor, athlete was nothing in the WWE and WCW. Obviously, he came onto the scene in the legendary cult classic with Hulk Hogan, No Holds Barred, which came out when I was in my my twenties, I believe, and it was an excellent movie. And me being involved in the industry and the business at that point, and being a mark all the way back to when I was a young boy. Uh, he came onto the scene, and obviously uh, he wasn't a great worker, but he had the look. He had the size. It scared the little kids at that time. So it, it was more of a cartoon character, but it was perfect for the WWE and what Vince Jr. was trying to do at the time. And then transition after what he did with No Holds Barred, his couple of, I think he did one pay-per-view and I think he did one Saturday night's main event, maybe, and then some house shows. But he ended up uh, as Gangsta Z in WCW, 
uh, for a short time. And he was in some unbelievable classic movies. And one that stands out to me because I'm a big fan of John Candy is Armed and Dangerous. And then, of course, uh, I was a fan of Ice Cube at one time. And, and so Friday and the whole trilogy when he played the Debo character. And people just think about that. But he's literally done hundreds of movies. Uh, he was in the process at his death at 62 of seven or eight more bit roles that are coming out after uh, Tiny has passed away. And supposedly they're saying natural causes. There's a lot of rumors out there. I don't listen to any of that. Who cares about that at this point? He went way too young. Uh, he was a huge asset to the industry. I've yep. heard nothing bad about this guy. And you were fortunate, Trivia, to be able to meet him. At that point, I was... Uh, I, I didn't get up to the New England Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame, but I, I would have uh, loved to have met Tiny Lister because I've heard so many great things about him. So uh, uh, rest in peace there for uh, for Debo, if you will. Absolutely. One other thing, too, I forgot to mention, and uh, congratulations does go out to Big Daddy, inductee into the PAPW Hall of Fame. Uh, Well-deserved. I really believe that if there was a – Wrestling Hall of Fame in all 50 states, this guy would be in it. And um, Well, I appreciate, I'm humble, humbled by those, those kind words, Trivia, and I don't know about all 50 states, but I'd like to think uh, at least, uh, <coughs> excuse me, at least 15 or 20 states anyway, but I went in on October 3rd uh, to the Paradise Alley Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame. It was uh, a tremendous honor. I'm so appreciative that the boys came up with that idea to induct me and to go in with four guys that worked in New York for the Office of the World Wrestling Federation, uh, and especially the WCW, WWF connection, WWE of, of Pretty Paul Roma, who's the head trainer at Paradise Alley, and then the owner, Mario Mancini, who's one of the top jobbers in WWE history, had an eight-year run, throwing Paul Perez, a second-generation grappler who was in New York and did many TV tapings, and then the legend of Big Steve Tracy, uh, Dave Paradise, who was trained, trained by uh, David Schultz as a bounty hunter, as was I. And so we have that connection. So to go in with those guys and then throw in Sergeant Murray, a brother of mine from behind the walls, a guy who served this country, uh, uh, couldn't be more proud and honored to go in with that five. Uh, I, I usually say the Paradise Four, but add Sergeant Murray, the current director of operations, and served this country. I was so humbled and honored to be a small part of that ceremony. And to your point, Trivia, that's the second Hall of Fame uh, that they just started in 2020 that I was fortunate to go in with those guys. And then, of course, 2019 in the New England Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame, which is still on a, a small level. Hey, listen, it's uh, but it's an accomplishment nonetheless. And the people that are in that New England Hall of Fame is what I'm more proud of than me actually being in the Hall of Fame. So I appreciate Absolutely. you bringing, uh, bringing that up. Absolutely. Greg, anything for Big Daddy? Oh, yeah. Question for you. How did you first well, a nugster, that's a great question, and but I, I, I would be remiss because I wrote it down and I want to hop back because it was a controversial topic. And you know that Paul Roma has his own podcast on Facebook Live and on Twitch every Wednesday night called Maintaining the Truth. And they're live every week, and it's with Avi Klein on Wrestling With Anything But. 
So if you're not watching that or listening to that free podcast, and again, that platform, I can't express enough about it. I'm one of those guys that gives people the rub and put other people over that earn it and deserve it like you guys. Uh, So, you know, I'm no hater. Uh, It's about putting other people over and giving back. But back to your point of Roma and Mario were on with Avi Klein on, on Maintaining the Truth, Roma's podcast. And they were very controversial and back to Trivia's question in the death and the legacy of Pat Patterson. And Trivia asked me that, and we didn't get to address it. We sidestepped it. But rest in peace, Pat Patterson, another guy that I did not meet, never worked for. I saw the outpouring on social media. He's, he's a legend. I know of him, obviously, being in the business myself for his back to the 80s. Pat Patterson, there's no two ways about it. He was a legend. He gave back. He was part of uh, creative. He's a big part of what spanned 50 years in this business. Vince is right-hand man and is responsible for a lot of people. But with that being said, and I'm only going by public information that has been put out there on social media by other people because I can't verify it myself, but I go by what Roma and Mancini said on Maintaining the Truth with Avi Klein. They said, uh, Pat Patterson, everybody's now coming out with all this love and, and high respect and high regards, and, you know, that's great and all that, but let's not forget that Pat Patterson, uh, what he did to a lot of other people, and some people say he was a predator, he was involved with sex ring boy scandal, uh, some people say he wasn't, but he knew about it, it's like a Joe Paterno uh, type thing, if you know about it, and then we all know, we don't judge anybody because we're all inclusive, you know, he, he's homosexual, he's a gay man, he, he admitted it, that, that has nothing to do with this, but so, it has nothing to do with what I'm going to say, but if you listen to Mario and Roma, who work for Vincent, who are legit people who tell it like it is, they say, and it has been documented in some areas, that Patterson ruined and destroyed a lot of lives and careers, uh, some people will say, oh, hey, chaos, hey, Big Daddy was approving. Uh, what are you saying? I'm not saying anything that I know personally. I'm saying what I've heard, what people have stated is factual. I'm not trying to be controversial and get views and ratings for the top rope report, but I wanted to address that situation. Again, uh, if you're missing that platform, this is what was discussed. And uh, it was a controversial topic, even with guys like uh, Bill DeMott, Hugh Morris, and, and Glacier, Ray Lloyd, and the Patriot Del Wilkes, and Duke the Dumpster Drossi, and, and, and Don Morocco, because they all have their own shows on the same podcast. So it was a different take and a lot to be learned by insiders as well as fans and people that are in this industry. So that was, uh, I apologize for jumping back to that, but uh, I really wanted to put that out there because it's a trending topic right now. Is, and then I'll get back to the, uh, Greg's question, uh, how I originally uh, uh, Nug, and if you can repeat that, how I got into TAPW, I think you said? Yes. All right, guys, I'll, I'll try to make this a long story short. Uh, TAPW started in 2015, I believe, uh, with the Paradise Four. Uh, uh, at that point, I had retired from behind the walls after 25 years, and I was working private security for the Board of Education. Uh, a student, a five, four-star athlete who had graduated from the high school that I was working the security for, went out to college very close. I became very close and helped mentor him as long as with the Board of Education, all the teachers. And he was killed in a horrible car accident here in the Constitution State while he was at either Central or Eastern Connecticut State University. And it affected and it impacted the community. 
Now, I hadn't seen Mario and Roma and Big Steve and Paul Perez since the legendary NAWA Slam Jam Tour where I took over, was managing John Diamond and Tony DeVito, but where I took over for Bruno San Martino as commissioner and then had a reign for 20 years where I was just recently resigned and released at the same time, and we could talk about that later. That's another story because NAWA is, is trending right now. But to back to Greg's question, 2015, PAPW came back into my life and Mario because they were running their school and their shows in the same town where I was working security and they came up one day I volunteered to work security on behalf of the benefit called Diesel Mania which was that was the original one and now they're up to Diesel Mania 5 which they'll have in 2021 so I got involved with that at the same time and not to get too personal here in 2015 I had also lost my daughter and my mother in a three-month period uh, you know, a blessing in disguise because they were both very ill for such a very long time. So 2015 changed my life. I was out of the business between 2008 and 2015. Uh, and to finish up my career behind the walls and then the tragedy struck, but the tragedy turned into a blessing because my mother and daughter are no longer suffering. And I, it, it brought Paradise Alley back into my life and over the last five years, Greg, uh, I came in slowly and, and I, started doing all their, uh, I wasn't going to get back in the ring and manage uh, and in my 50s now as the over 50 demo god, as I like to say that I am. Uh, but I started doing their color commentary and uh, then I became their main commentary. And I did that for a nice five-year run. We had a lot of fun. That's my family. That's my home. And that's how I originally started over tragedy, which turned into a blessing, Nugster. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Totally. Yep. Yeah. Well, a lot of people don't know that story. Uh, one of the other, you know, getting back to what Big Daddy was talking about before, which was one of my, what was one of my highlights. Um, I forgot to mention one of the highlights, Greg. I remember. Remember when they had the wrestling show that we went to at the casino? Yes. One of my highlights there was grabbing a hold of the Guardian of Chaos and getting that usual interview. Got to get the interview with the Guardian of Chaos. And uh, I'll tell you, this podcast and my time in – i well, I don't like to say that I'm in the wrestling business, but I'm in podcasting. And all the times that I've been in podcasting, there's never been a guest on any of our shows like Big Daddy. Um, the man has been very, very – cordial with us very um always open to coming on the show sharing his ideas um i have i have hastened to tell him which i'm going to drop the the big number on him now which is the number 246,000 and the number of 246,000 big daddy is the number of listeners the top rope report has accumulated on our podcast um, wow, uh, that is that is those are tremendous analytics, uh, and 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 I just want to throw this out there, and, and you know you talk about analytics because I'm very much into analytics, and I want to thank you first off for those those words are very humbling. Uh, I greatly appreciate it, and that's because I believe in what you guys do, and I support what you do, because I'm also now retired from a lot of this, and I'm in the same industry. So you respect guys that have the passion and dedication and the hustle. Uh, to continue to 
put out product and, and content creators. And you guys know that I have my own uh, Twitter channels and I have a, uh, the show where I put other people over on and then I'm just branching out into YouTube right now, the Guardian of Chaos on YouTube. So I know exactly where you guys are coming from and you talk about your numbers, a half a million. You know, you look at guys like Joe Rogan who are, have 40 million subscribers or I'll bounce back to where Roma does his show and, and the different talents that are on there. And there are, listen, there, there's a difference. Uh, your guys' numbers are tremendous for your platform and on talk show, talk show and for what you do. But they're on Facebook Live and on Twitch and seven days a week with live content, two hours a day. And you know what their viewership has done in four months? Nugster, take a guess at their viewership in four months. Um, I'll say 750,000. Uh, trivia, you're a knowledgeable guy. Now, remember, they're on seven days a week, uh, two hours a day of live content, and and that's why it's called wrestling with anything but, because it's wrestlers, but guys that are, Avi Klein chose to pick because of their background of being entertainers, and it's they don't talk, they do game shows, they do skits, they do performances, and there's really not a whole ton of wrestling. That's why it's so different. Give me your uh, estimation here of, Ratings, and since we, uh, I love ratings here. I would say probably about, maybe it's got to be in the millions. I'd probably say 20 million. Well, no, no, let's, let's, let's not get crazy. The two years we're in, what's going in between, but these are record numbers. Not even Joe Rogan has done it. And I just put it out there for your audience, not to steer people, but just to show people the different options because that's what it's all about options and whether it be in pro wrestling, podcasting, entertainment, music, uh, life, people, uh, you like to have options. You'd like to be all inclusive. In four months on this podcast, and again, as Broken Joe Rogan, who was considered the number one podcast uh, in the business, not in pro wrestling, but just in the business where he's got millions of subscribers and is making millions of dollars, they have drawn over 2 million viewers in four months quicker wow. than any show from Joe from Joe Rogan to Conrad Thompson. Yes, 2 million viewers in 4 wow. months from live shows. So it's an, that's why and then you look at what you guys do here. Now we're on Talkshoe, which is which is a great platform and your guys numbers for being now you do top top rope report weekly, correct? Yes. Sometimes okay, now, we do sometimes we'll do two shows a week. What platforms are we on live right now, Trivia, or live to tape like I do? Uh, we're on TalkShoe. We're on Google Podcast, I believe, Greg. Apple Podcast, Breaker. Um, we're also on Anchor, Spotify. Anchor, Spotify. Well, that's here. Let me let me give you a P, let me give you a PSA, Trivia. For the fans out there that are listen, for the fans that have listened to all 313 episodes, but you know that I have thousands of followers. I'm on different podcasts. I like to brand. I like to promote other people. Where can people find you guys personally and Top Rope Report? And I know you just said it. We threw it out there, but let's condense it. Where can we find you and listen to you on Top Rope Report on all social media platforms? Uh, run it down, either Nugster or Trivia, because I, I need to know. I'm, I'm writing it down in the, on my pad right now. Greg, you want to take this or what? 
Well, I mean, obviously we're both on Facebook. Um, I'm under Greg the Nugster Chester. Um, we also have a top rope report Facebook page. Um, and then obviously Michael Kanata is, is trailers. Um, I'm also on Instagram at Nugby1971. Trivia hasn't gotten too much more into the social media other than, than Facebook. So um, those are basically, you know, where we are right now. Trivia, where can yep. we find you? You can find me on Facebook Live. Um, like I said, you can find me on Facebook, Michael Canada slash, you know, Mr. Trivia. Um, and Greg said, you know, I do have uh, Instagram, but I use it maybe once every six months. If that, I'll check it. It's been so long since I've been on it. I forgot the password. So I just uh, go on there and read some daily updates and stuff. But basically, you can just find me on Facebook right here, or you can find me on the Top Rope Report every Sunday morning, 10 a.m. here on TalkShoe.com. We used to be on 1640 PWPR, but that no longer exists. So um, that's, you know, that's basically where you can find me. Well, I just, I want you to know, Nugster and, and, and uh, Triv, I just wrote all that down. So, and, and I'll just throw this out there quickly and we'll tie up the social media. Uh, you guys can find me on Twitter, uh, on Instagram, on Parlor, on Gab, all at one site, and that's at Big Daddy GOC. And the GOC stands for the Guardian of Chaos. If you go to Twitter and hit my profile link, that will kick you over to my YouTube channel, which is Guardian of Chaos. Now, subscribe, like. We're just starting over there. I've done 21 episodes of Chaos Corner, which you know I've been doing for 30 years. So, fans, also, if you don't go over on Twitter and follow, my buddies over there at the show, and that's at Mario underscore chaos, at Mario underscore chaos. They're there to put you over, to put your brand, your product, whatever it is you're trying to promote, whatever you want to get out there about yourself, that's what the show on Twitter is there for. These are all non-negative platforms. There's no politics, or rarely I can't control the show, although I have, I used to be the Mario Chaos and the Kid uh, podcast channel, and then it was the Mario and Chaos show, and now it's just the show. Okay, so uh, I don't have total creative content. And then, of course, all our episodes are also on YouTube uh, at Mario and Chaos Podcast. You know, we haven't done that because of creative differences, but that'll always be my family, and that's why Chaos Corner has jumped over onto YouTube. So, fans, hit me up on all that stuff. The one platform that I'm not on, and because I just don't like censorship, and that may change with Twitter and stuff, I like that too. Again, if you're not on Parler or Rumble or Gab, they're all free sites. And if you don't use Twitter to make your connections, as long as you keep it positive, you can use it. It's very toxic out there in the IWC, the internet wrestling community, very toxic. But if you keep it positive and branding and, and you're there to put other people over and ignore the trolls and all that, it's a very useful source. I have everyone from uh, Tony Sharippa from the Blue Bloods and the Sopranos to Kevin Von Erich and Ross and Marshall Von Erich, to John Cena, uh, Mark Miro, Justin Roberts, Dan Moff, JD from New York and his Off the Script podcast on YouTube, all those different folks, and, and I'm missing out a whole bunch of others like Nikita Koloff and, and John Cena, they all follow the Guardian of Chaos. So they're monitoring my product in the, over on the show and whatever it is that you put out there. So that's why I think social media platforms, content creators, is very, very, very important, especially during the pandemic, which we could you know, briefly touch on that for, 
you know, before we get out of here. And so I think that you guys need to use that, utilize that more. That's what I'm trying to do more now. So I, I appreciate your platform of where people can find you. And this is what it's all about. Uh, us working together because we're all in this together and we're, tr we're all trying to do this for joy and love and passion. And this is our business. This is what we do. So again, guys, I'm going to have to run out of here in a couple of minutes. I just got some numbers. And I appreciate the platform. Big Daddy, I just got some numbers that Greg sent me. These are the likes for the top rope report that other places have liked this show. And there's 345 likes in the United States. There's 14 likes in the United Kingdom. Two in Iraq, two in Canada, and one in <coughs> Myanmar, Egypt, Afghanistan, Mexico, Guatemala, and Guyana. Those are the likes well, that I we have... get in those countries. Well, you're going to get more now with the exception of a couple, and I'll throw this out there before we wrap up 313, and I'll let you guys close it now. I'll hold on. Speaking of all that, that's tremendous, uh, unbelievable audience. You know, at one time here in the state, I was on all 160-plus cable channels. Uh, I was on a, a radio, an Internet radio platform a, a couple of different times for the Mario and Chaos show, which is on TV, and then, of course, with Chaos Corner on, on the Dino Costa show, who was on SiriusXM. So I was on an international platform, throwing the movies, Jerry Springer, Ricky Lake, we know the associations of their own product, but those numbers are impressive, and they're going to expand now because I am international. And currently, right now, from Syria to North Korea to Cuba, and I believe there's one other country where the Guardian of Chaos is currently banned in those communist uh, uh, dictatorship-run countries because, obviously, you know, I'm a patriot, I'm an American United States of America, I support law enforcement, all law enforcement, all lives matter. I support everybody, every race, nationality, race, color, creed, creation, and religion in uh, those certain countries, uh, Cuba, Syria, North Korea, Iraq, I believe, uh, have been the guardian of chaos because of what I stand for, which is positivity, giving back, and the United States of America, which unfortunately, and I'll get off this soapbox here at 11.11, 11 11 eastern standard time uh we all got to stick up for ourselves and people are trying to destroy this country from within and it's we're living in very tough divisive times right now so stay positive and be true to yourself and who you are don't be brainwashed don't be sheep it's, this is not propaganda have your own independent values and remember why we're all here for freedom and the american dream anybody that's all come to this country which all of us and our families did at one time. Let's remember yep. what the United States is all about. It's very important to me, and I believe in that cause because there's a lot of people from, we don't have to worry about uh, China and Russia and North Korea and some of these people that are our allies because we're doing it to ourselves, our own people, and then people that have infiltrated this country that are trying to do us damage. I don't care who you support, Democrat, Republican. I believe we need a third party choice. Uh, I, I've been registered as both parties before, as well as an independent for most of my life. So Everyone's entitled to their opinions, but they're going to try to take away your freedoms in the Constitution and with all the social justice, which, in my opinion, from where I live, I didn't see it. I, I wasn't uh, – uh, all my friends have different uh, uh, backgrounds that don't agree with it, so I don't know 
how uh, this country is so divisive, half the country is being, I'm, we won't even get off onto that, but thank you guys for everything. It's, that's a rabbit hole I don't want to go down on, on the top rope report. Well, Jake, Jacob is watching. We just want to say hello to Jacob. We're here with uh, the Big Daddy on the Top Rope Report. Jacob, our number one fan, was on our show a while back, so he just tuned in. So, well, yeah, you know, there's, else? Three, there's three types of people in this. Well, hold on, uh, uh, Trivia. There's three types of people in this world, those who don't know what happened, those who wonder what happened, and people like Jacob that make things happen. And that's all I have to say, guys. I'll, I'll listen to you, Nugster. God bless you. You're in my thoughts and prayers. Uh, I admire your tenacity, your testicular fortitude, uh, and, and I implore you to go out and watch Mike Duke, the dumpster drossy and Road to Recovery on Facebook and on Twitch. I implore you, uh, uh, Nugster, you guys, uh, I think you'll have a connection. I'll even get you on the show. Hit that up. And again, trivia, God bless you. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. And I'm sure I'm going to be in touch with you. So I'll hold on and let you guys close it out. Absolutely. Thank you very much, Big Daddy. Once uh, again. Yeah, Greg. Yeah, thank you very much. Very much. Yeah, so once again, you know, thank you very much for Big Daddy taking time out of his schedule to come and uh, talk to us here on the Top Rope Report. Greg, what a tremendous show. It's always an honor to be in the presence of, of somebody like Big Daddy and, uh, you know, I'm just gonna lay back and relax and go, Phew, wow, I'm glad that I'm glad that recorded. <laughs> so so on behalf of on behalf of Big Daddy and the Nuxer Greg, this is the illustrious Mr. Trivia for the Top Rope Report. Telling everybody, stay safe and be good to each other. Take care. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.